creating and rekindling memories. NHR. Oh, that is so, so gorgeous. So laid back, isn't it? That is Tipper Irie, along with China Black, taken from the album I Am an African. Uh, and I made a wish. And I'm really, really pleased to say on the other end of this line is the gentleman himself, Mr. Tipper Irie. Good morning, Tipper. How are you doing? I'm okay, my brother. I'm okay. I'm okay. I, I tell you. I tell you, what, I love that track. Um, that is so so laid back, and uh, long time since we've heard from China Black as well. So, yeah. Now, before yeah. that, we played, um, of course, the song that everybody knows uh, you from, "Hello, Darling." Um, okay. And I was I was very tempted to start off the conversation with "Hello, Darling," but you know, I didn't think. <laughs> Would he appreciate? I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, that was back in the eighties, of course, nineteen eighty six. "Hello, Darling." Uh, yeah. And uh, back in the 80s, Brixton, which, which is where you came from, uh, hadn't got yeah. the best reputation, but you decided to follow a, a musical route uh, with your dad's sound system. Tell us how yeah. it all started for you and exactly what a sound system is. Because it's not one of those stack systems where you've got cassette, radio and everything else. Uh, tell us what a sound system is and how you all start, how you started. Well, it started with me, uh, obviously, my dad, obviously, being first generation, um, Windrush generation, came over, you know, and when he came over from the Caribbean, he actually, you know, obviously, they bring their culture, brought his culture with him. And um, so, basically, the sound system is basically, it's like a mobile disco, you know. So basically he had his little turntable, his amp, and then you have like a little preamp and then obviously your speaker boxes. So my dad used to, we used to have a greengrocers and, and on, on the ground floor was the greengrocers and in the basement, my dad had two rooms. So on a Friday and Saturday night, he used to basically have parties and we called them blues parties, house parties. And so that's kind of where I kind of learned my trade because my dad had his sound system called Musical Messiah. So he, on a Friday and Saturday, people used to come down there. They used to come down, dance, uh, obviously after a hard week at work, Friday, Friday night, Saturday night, they used to come down there and let their hair down. So basically he used to play Uroy, Big U, Trinity, Dillinger, you know, I Roy, all these artists, MCs, the first posters, DJs from Jamaica. And then obviously he'd play Dennis Brown and Gregory Isaac, Bob Marley, Culture, Burning Spear, you know, music like that. So I just basically used to just watch my dad play his music. And then I used to listen to you, Roy, and I used to just imitate you, Roy, you know. And then after a while, you start to develop your own little style. And then my family and friends saying, look, you know, you're starting to sound good. You need to go on to other sound systems. So me and my friends, we started, to, our school friends, we started to build our own little sound systems. And then I used to go to, you know, play out with my friends on our little house parties. And then from there, I went into talent competitions and started to win talent competitions. And then I linked up with um, King Tubby's, um, which which is a sound system based in Brixton. And um, he's actually the cousin of the original King Tubby's in Jamaica, you know? And so he spotted me and spotted my talent. And um, from there, you know, 
I, it just kind of took off for me. People, you know, people in the area started to talk about me. So other sound systems started to hear about me and they, they wanted me to come and perform on their sound system. And so that's how I linked up with Saxon Sound, you know. Um, and then I met up with Maxi Priest, Papa Levi, Smiley Culture, all these guys. I started to link up with them. And then from there, it just kind of blew up, you know. And, you know, so that's kind of long and short of it, really, how it kind of kicked off for me. Now, then, your first record um, was called The Opposite when you were 17. Um, and, yeah. and music has changed so much, or, or the way music is promoted so much uh, nowadays. I mean, nowadays, a new artist promote themselves over social media and YouTube and, and everything else. Uh, back when you first started and this record came out, um, is it true that, um, cassette tapes were circulated, um, sort of, you know, when yeah. you were, you were, a, it seems mad, doesn't it? That back, you know, sort of back just a, well, I say back a few years, it's 40 odd years nearly, isn't it? Um, so, you know, it, you were promoted by cassette tape and nowadays you, you can do it by clicking a button on a computer. Uh, absolute crazy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I mean, I prefer back in the day because you had a physical product, you know, but what it was, obviously people used to copy the cassette tapes and people just used to have copies and then you'd pass it on to your friend and they would copy it from one cassette tape to the other and it would circulate that way, you know, but then obviously with the physical, because you could sell cassette tapes physically, you could sell CDs physically, you could sell vinyl physically. So for me, I prefer that because people, you know, people could... You know, you can pick it up, you can hold it, you can feel it, you know what I mean? And it, and it, you know, you can, it's something, it's a possession. So I prefer how it was to how it is now because nowadays it's just like you're sharing your hard drive with somebody and, you know, and, and that's it, you know, because what are we really, you know, you, you make new music to basically promote yourself so that you can get some gigs. And, you know, and and that's it, because you're not really making any money from streaming or nothing like that, you know. So it's swings and roundabouts. Exactly. And I, I tell you something, I, I mean, I come from the same era, era when, uh, you know, you, you looked forward to going to the shop at the end of the week. That's and, right. And the that's smell right. of vinyl and, and even the smell of a yeah. cassette, you know, it's... Uh, it's yeah, just yeah, something yeah, that yeah, sticks yeah, with it's, you. It's, it's definitely, you look forward, mm. you know, to basically go buy the vinyl, bring it home, record it onto cassette, you know, and then you could play the cassette in your car. You know what I'm saying? And that way, and you, then, don't, but, you, that way you don't sort well, of use up the vinyl as well, because, I mean, you can wear it out if you play a record long enough. So, uh, you know, if yeah. you're putting it onto tape, it keeps it for well, practically forever, so... Yeah, it's like I do prefer it. You know, I mean, obviously, times move on, things and times move on. You got to move with the time. I like to keep myself up to the time, you know, and try not to lose track of what's going on. But if you know, if we look at it realistically, it's not, you know, it's not um, something that's really feasible for somebody to say, well, you know, they're going to really make a big living out of this because I'm just talking about the physical product of, yeah. or, or just the fact of just releasing a tune, you know what I'm saying? Or an album, 
you know, because for me, I've just released my new album. It's more as a promotional tool <laughs> than I'm saying, yeah, I've, been, I've done this. I've put all of this work in, this, that, that. And then, then Spotify, you know, is paying you peanuts. Mm. And this person is paying you 59 pence. And, you know, so it's not really, you know, it's not, it's not, not profitable, put it that way. Now, we've been talking about the new album called I'm an African. Um, it's the first album for six years. What, why the gap? Yeah. Well, you know what? With me, it's like, it's not even that there was a gap. I, I always, um, I'm always releasing music, you know, because like I said, the volume of music that we have to release to keep afloat, you know, I'm always putting out stuff. So it's just that I've decided this year, so you know what? I've got 30 tunes. Let me take 16 of them and put out an album. You know what I'm saying? And my manager said to me, Tip, let's, we, we should put out an album this year. So I said, okay, no problem. So I just took the best 16 songs, what I thought, and said, right, we'll go with the 16. So, you know, I mean, I've had so much releases within the six years. So I didn't really feel like, you know, there was a gap in in releasing. It was just that, you know, we chose this time to release an album. Now, listening to the album, I, I've, I'll, I don't think I'll ever tire of listening to this album um, because I Thank love you. reggae, I love dancehall, I love hip hop, and I love lovers rock as well. Uh, and there's everything uh, in that uh, in yeah. that one album. So, but for any, and, and I'm a little bit ignorant with this as well. So hopefully you'll be able to clear yeah. this up. What is the difference yeah. between reggae and dancehall and lovers rock? Well. It's all under the same umbrella, yeah? But obviously, dancehall is a, is more up-tempo, yeah? So it's a more of an of a, of a up-tempo drum beat, you know? Lover's Rock is more laid back. So it's more of a one-drop, What you know, like Bob Marley's got a tune there, you know, in, in one of his tunes, they feel it in the one-drop. So you've got like a one-drop beat, you know? So it's just, a, I, 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 would just, I would say it's just a difference in, in the tempo, you know. So dancehall is a more, you know, up-tempo. Um, lovers rock is more laid back. You know, reggae, you know, we call it rubber dub as well. So it's a bit more in between, if you like. But the difference, it's all still under the same umbrella. But between dancehall and reggae, I guess the dancehall is just more up-tempo, than the reggae itself. And I think that's kind of as simple as that, really. Just what it says on the tin. Dance all, it's, yeah. it's, it's, you dance to it. And lovers rock, well, do whatever you like yeah, to Yeah, you it. dance <laughs> to it, but it's a more yeah. of a... It's a more of a... Lovers rock is more of a thing where you, you're out with your woman. Yeah. You know? And you're you're there, and we obviously in our culture we dance close, 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 <laughs> and that's what and lovers rock is that is lovers rock. So you did it with your woman, and you know you dance the night away until the morning comes up, till the sun comes up. You know what I mean? And sometimes you wouldn't even see the person that you're dancing with. Brilliant. You know, in some yeah, in some of those blues dances, yeah you would just be in there and it would be full and then you see a little girl and you'd touch her on her arm and she'd be like, can I have this dance, please? You know what I'm saying? And then she'd say, yeah, and okay, and then you and then you would dance. But it's quite a personal 
dance. It's quite intimate dance. You know what I'm saying? That's why they call it Lover's Rock, you know? Brilliant. That's uh, that's. That, I think that has sorted it all out now for everybody about uh, th- those different sort of uh, uh, genres of reggae as well. Um, and as I say, yeah. the, the album is out now and it's absolutely brilliantly. So, how healthy, Thank in you. your opinion, is the UK reggae scene in 2022? Well, I think it's still healthy. You, you have people like Tupac Ivory still releasing new albums, you know, and and you still, you have people like Maccabee still doing very well. You know, you got, you know, Carol Thompson, Janet Kay, all these old, old school mm. artists, if you like. We're still all touring and, and you know, and still making a living out of the music. And then you have, you got genre in the sound system. You have sounds like Mongo's Hi-Fi, Reggae Roast, um, and all of these sounds. And then you've got the, you've got... um the, the root sounds like Channel One, Iration Steppers, Jashaka, you know, Abashanti, all of these guys, they're still a vibrant scene, you know what I mean? And then, you know, obviously, so you have the Lovers Rock um, genre that's still doing their thing. Then you've got the root sounds, um, and then there's also, you know, the clash culture as well. There's a load of um, young up-and-coming sounds that um, they basically have the sound system culture whereby the different sounds them are playing, clashing against each other to, you know, basically to, to determine who who is the better sound. So you have all these different pockets of the reggae scene that's still vibrant. Obviously, the, where it's lacking is that you know the, the 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 music obviously now is on social media it's online and whatever so that community thing of where we used to go to Jetstar um up in Halden where he was the main distributor for reggae all the, and then you the, you had the labels them like um fashion Ariwa, green sleeves um all these different different labels they're not there anymore so, but there's still people like Stingray, um, Mafia and Fluxy, um, all these producers, them that are still releasing stuff and still producing stuff. So, you know, it's still quite vibrant, but obviously it's not as vibrant as it was back in the 80s because we were actually selling records then. But it's still there. If people want to look for reggae music, it's out there. Tip approves it um, with with this new album. Um, so, as I said, it, it's a brilliant album. I can't stop listening to it. Um, sorry, the truth and uh, a great album. Well, I'm really, really happy that you, you know, taking the time to check it out. You know what I mean? Because I, I am proud of it, and you know, it's got a variety, variety, like you said, of music on there, and you know, some interesting people like Peter Huntingale, Family Man Barrett Junior, who's the son of the the bass player from one of the original Whalers that produced one of the tracks on um, Flatfoot Arsenal. You know, um, there's young artists on there like Shanice, um, who's got a beautiful voice, um, and also Apache Indian. Yes, you know? so, on hot so stuff. A wide var- variety. 
Definitely. Well worth buying. It'll look great in somebody's Christmas stocking um, this year. It will. So, and, uh, and it'll, it'll warm up the, the cockles of everybody's heart on this cold winter. <laughs> it will. It's a brilliant <laughs> record. Tipper, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. I've, I've loved playing your music um, over the years, from being a, a mobile DJ and playing the stuff uh, to being on Nottingham Hospital Radio. It's always a pleasure to play your music because it just, it just makes you smile. Um, yeah so. man thank you very much and you know if anybody's interested in the album you know if they just go to tipperirie.com you know um, just check out the website and the website will direct you to where you can get the album and obviously I've got the Tipper Irie Bandcamp so if they go to the Tipper Irie Bandcamp they can they can pay for the album there physically download it and, and purchase it you know, and if they go to tipirie dot com, they can go to Disco Kid and listen to the album on Apple Music and Spotify and all these things. So, Marvelous thank you very much for having me, sir. Tipper, have a brilliant Christmas. Uh, look forward to uh, maybe speaking to you next year uh, or in another six yeah. years when the next album's out, uh, whichever comes <laughs> close. <laughs> so, thank, all right, brother. Thank, thank you. you so much. And as I say, it's been a pleasure to uh, play the music. Keep. Uh, doing what you're doing mate it's it's brilliant all right have a good rest of your sunday bless up bless up lovely stuff cheers tipper take care bye-bye did you know that nottingham hospital radio is a registered charity as a result we rely on people like you to donate to it all our members are committed volunteers who run the service for the benefit and entertainment of the patients in the queen's medical center and city hospitals Research has shown that listening to hospital radio can positively benefit a patient's recovery, and we think it's a very worthwhile thing to do. Donating to NHR is easy and rewarding, so please log on to nhradio.org.uk and go to the donate page. That's nhradio.org.uk slash donate. You'll be glad you did, and thank you. (laughs) 